What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. And before we get right into it, we want to let you guys know that we dropped our another tier list video um, Saturday. Uh, it's, this time it's about the MLB midseason rankings because the All-Star game just recently finished. And the MLB season's on right now. So, hey, tune into that video. Let us know what you guys think. I mean, it's kind of been like two weeks for All-Stars, right? Yeah. It's just because we were busy, so we couldn't drop it right away. But still, um, oh, we're in the middle of the baseball yeah. season. So, you know, if you guys want to get your baseball knowledge up, for those of, you, those of you guys know baseball, yell at us, like, why are we idiots? And well, um, we could go from there. Yeah. Uh, also, just like, comment, and subscribe. We got another big pod for you guys today. And, uh, yeah. And last thing, uh, audio platforms. Make sure you guys uh, download the podcast on whatever audio platform you guys listen to. And if you enjoy the podcast, make sure you guys give us a five-star rating on that. Without further ado, let's get started. And not much has changed um, since the last pod, except maybe some updates on the running back stuff. We got a commander sale. So we'll get started with that first. Um, cause I know we have the women's world cup, which we'll get into later, but before the commanders have officially been sold, right? They were already, I think it was during, we, we were talking about it during the yeah, early like days, the early right? days. Now yeah. It's official. Now it's official. Magic Johnson is part of that team. Josh Harris led by him as well, but that wasn't really the biggest story. Cause we already knew that was going to happen though. It would have been a story if it ne- didn't happen. The bigger story now is two things. Dan Schneider is no longer involved, but and uh, he's now fined sixty million dollars after the investigation, and that's a that's pretty hefty, right? Sixty like sixty million. Now maybe not for him because he just got a sale out of this, but I'm just saying in general, sixty million is a huge fine. Normally we just see like, yeah, here's five thousand dollars yeah, <laughs> or right? fifty thousand dollars, like nothing in the millions. It was a pretty lengthy investigation too, right? yeah. Because so, this like incident happened in like this the thousand. It right? was this incident that caused John Gruden to get fired. Remember? Yeah, um, they, they were looking at this, and all of a sudden they found some John Gruden but stuff. It's not like it's not like Dan Schneider had one thing; he had like multiple. Oh yeah, things. so I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go into this a little bit. Um, so I, I guess this is what they have found. I'm not gonna say allegedly or this is reported now. Um, sexually harassed a team employee and oversaw team executives who deliberately withheld millions of dollars in revenue from other clubs. So not only sexual assault, business for, um, fraudulent stuff going on there. Um, they released a 23-page report detailing the findings of an independent investigation into Schneider's conduct after min- just minutes. The owners approved the commander sale to Josh Harris for a record, by the way, of $6.05 billion. Keep in mind, NHL, recently the Senators got sold only for like $950 million. So you can see how big the thing is. The, the fine represents 1% of the sale price. That's where the $60 million comes from. Um, Schneider bought the team, uh, known as the Redskins back then for 800 million. Um, yeah. So the report concluded that Schneider sexually harassed former team employee, Tiffany Johnston alleged allegations that Johnston first made last year in front of a house committee. Schneider placed his hand on Johnston's thigh at a team dinner and pushed her toward his car as they were leaving the restaurant. Um, which is what the report indicated. By the way, this is all coming from the SCORE um, app, so this is where I'm getting the news from. Um, the findings do speak for themselves. In both cases, it's inappropriate, it's wrong, it doesn't match our values, according to Roger Goodell. Um, Schneider obviously denied these allegations, and he was for eventually then forced to sell the team for obvious reasons. 
because um, he said he would never sell. Uh, and he, yeah, because uh, I remember the last year or in the past season, like uh, in an owners mi- owners meeting, Jim Mercy, Colts owner, called him out. Called him out. And I remember because um, local media, not local media here, in terms of NFL media, um, gave him a big props, right, Jim Mercy, because. People okay. First of all, Jim Mercy doesn't have the sickest past himself, um, so you know some people are like, "Oh, this is hypocritical." I haven't looked too much into Jim Mercy's past. I know it's a lot of like drug-related stuff, so when they're saying that, it's a little weird. But at the same time, they give him props because, like, you know, when you're an NFL owner, you're kind of like your own brotherhood too, right? Because you guys all need to agree to certain, you know, the cap rules and any other C- CBA shit like that, right? So. Yeah, like to that, Ursa called him out on it, and it obviously ended up working out. Um, a couple of other things. Uh, uh, took okay. So the report also concluded that a former team executive improperly took possession of a photograph of Johnston from a calendar shoot of the team's cheerleaders. Um, Johnston was wearing lingerie in the photo, which had not been edited to fully cover ex- stuff. Uh, investigators found insufficient evidence to show Schneider was personally involved in that. So that one wasn't really charged fully. Um, The firm did not conclude whether Schneider was personally aware of financial misdeeds. Um, At a minimum, Schneider was aware of certain efforts to minimize revenue revenue sharing. Um, Little off track. Um, what about Manchester City? <laughs> the revenue shit, the, the financial fair play rules is here. But anyways, let me get back into this. I know it's not a right down to joke, but um, yeah. So essentially, yeah. So it just uh, goes story, into that. Right? Yeah. That's essentially the story. I'm just trying to not see if I'm not missing anything. So, and obviously, like like you mentioned, he denied all these reports, and you know, it's not even okay. So the thing with not even just like. With the Dan Schneider thing, the Washington Commanders, then Redskins, once upon a time football team, were their stadium was in shambles as well. Like there were reports, there was like shit breaking, shit like I don't know, mice flying everywhere. It's kind of like the Oakland Athletics a little bit, where they found like a possum in one of the commentary box, and they had to like move boxes and stuff. So it wasn't even just like he was a bad owner. Um, turned shitty owner, which like he was legal. a shitty owner. Yeah, he was a shitty like, owner. We we agree that like Fran- we like as Canucks fans, we, we don't think Francesco Aquilini is the greatest owner, right? There's like other ownerships out there, the Glazers, for example. They're just bad owners because we just feel like they should not be involved in certain things, right? This is next level shit. <laughs> it's like you adding, yeah, like adding all these at the time allegations now being reported that it did happen with all the investigations. Um, so overall, he, he was probably going to get like to sell the team chance anyways. And then this obviously helped propel it. Obviously, I'm not saying it's the right way to sell a team because you don't want to hear a story of, you know, like this. Because I'm not saying because of Dan Schneider, just fuck that guy. I'm talking about like the victims in this case. Right. And then obviously the revenue sharing. Well, that one, I could see like other teams doing it as well. But I'm just saying this one obviously got reported. And yeah, there's we're glad he's out the thing that sucks is well he's six billion dollars richer now obviously 60 million goes into the fine and whatever once he has to settle his um debts overall because i heard he had a lot of debts when i was listening to the radio yesterday and he couldn't eventually he couldn't really afford the team back then but now obviously it just sucks that he's 
six billion richer plus whatever net whatever he has to pay out yeah um it's just like he needed to go a long time ago basically and it just took him this long and obviously when you're taking this long as you could tell like you know from back then to now uh sports teams go their uh stock are on the rise basically right yeah, so then sure. like you buy a team for like what in the 800 millions and you could sell them for like what around four or five billion six yeah. billion in this case i'm gonna look up the denver broncos quickly but keep going and then uh Oh, he was he was always gonna get money, right? That was the thing. Yeah. Like, no matter what happened, he was gonna be richer. No matter what happens, he was gonna get a a billion dollar sale, which he got six billion out of. And uh, yeah, so it was like he the he the girls like the woman got a little bit of justice, obviously, but then to what extent, really? Because Schneider's still like. And who long? How long this was going for, right? Like, yeah, this yeah. happened now. Yeah, when he sold like what earlier in the year, but just just to keep in mind, the Denver Broncos, which was sold last year, was for four point six four point six five billion, and so this is obviously six point zero five. Now, I guess last thing before Dan Schneider, before we get into just the Commanders itself, worst owner in sports history. That obviously you know you're only twenty one, so you don't know what happened in the past. Past me neither. Right, at least in recent memory, right? We had the Donald Sterling situation with the whole racism comments that got leaked about Magic Johnson, um, obviously forced to sell to uh, Steve Ballmer and Robert Sarver from the Phoenix Suns as well. Recent, yeah, yeah. It was, his was like similar as Dan Schneider. So probably one of the worst owners tied yeah, with him. Yeah, it's definitely up there. It's like obviously a category you don't want to be in, but yeah. he's definitely one of the worst owners of all time. Exactly, um, yeah. But, uh, just, there's so many situations. Obviously, you got the harassment situation, then you got the... Revenue. Revenue issues, and then you got whatever business fraud he did. And then, fix your stadium, like, <laughs> because that thing... That ownership, That yeah. thing, I think, was uh, last season, the previous season, the one before this last one, where uh, that thing almost collapsed on Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I remember. And then Jalen Hurts said himself, like... No, you gotta fix this shit because fans could have gotten her. There's shit gotten going her. on in the washrooms. Yeah. And then, well, see, so obviously, like, he's no Aquilini in the sense because of the uh, the other shit that happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like that's where we think Aquilini and the Glazers are bad because they're not upgrading shit. They're either in debt, like the Glazers are, or Aquilini. Like, remember UFC? The thing fell. Yeah, the thing fell in Rogers <laughs> as Arena. well, right? So. But in this case, like, yeah, like, shit that Sarver did, shit that Dan Schneider did. It's not even like, oh, yeah, you're using the money to, like, make your team better. It's just, like, you're making your egos better. You're, like, a lot of these old, especially these older owners, think that they could run shit because they're billionaires. And now, a lot of the times, it could be their own hard work, but a lot of the times, it's passed down as well. And, yeah, it's, it's just fucked, but... I don't want to give him more intention than this, but thankfully he's out of the league. I don't know why Roger Goodell kept him for a long-ass time, but he finally came to his senses as well. But let's move on to the new commander's front office. Um, obviously, we don't really know much of Josh Harris. Obviously, we know Magic Johnson. Um, he's obviously part owner, has ownership stakes in um, the Dodgers. And now he's got Washington. Once upon a time, was a prominent franchise, right? Like, historically... And has been shit for the last like decade or two decades and so they also are rumored to change the name because they want to f- eliminate everything dan schneider related 
Now, obviously, the Redskins got changed to the football team. And now, Commanders, even though he had it for, like, what was it, a year? Two yeah, years? Yeah. Um, they, they might change the name completely, which is not a big deal. But because yeah, it's not like a whole legal process for that, but just get the get the good vibes in. Hey, uh, I, the, I love the football team name still, but <laughs> bring it back to the football team. <laughs> <laughs> but I doubt it. They want to really. Well, the commanders, everything. commanders is the worst name in a football team, in my opinion. Actually, the commanders. I don't know. I just felt it just didn't ring to me in the NFL or in sports. Like in the NFL, like I didn't like the name as much. I mean, yeah, the name changed. Like, I'm not saying it's the worst like in NFL. I'm talking about like, compared to the football team. Like, I would have Oh, yeah, I know. Because people... I, I just the love football the football team because like, when you just make a joke about like, yo, uh, I'm watching the football team today and, you know, a random fan is going to be like, who the fuck is the football team? And you're going to yeah. be like, the football team. They're like, what? That's the team's Then you name. have to say Washington and yeah. that's what they're called. I thought it was jokes. I loved it, right? I know many people are like, obviously, you still want a team name and you yeah, want to sell. Yeah, you got a team name. You need to sell proper merch for it. It's not like, oh, the football team. Like, how, how are you really going to sell it? But yeah, um, I'm definitely intrigued to see what they're going to do. They have a promising roster minus a QB that we'll see what Sam Howell does. But, you know, like it's surprising to me that Ron Rivera was the head coach in that situation. So that's a little weird to me. But, you know, because annoying what John, uh, Ron Rivera's story was, obviously money talks, so people need to pay bills. But, yeah, um, that's the whole commanders slash John Schneider situation. Um, anything you want to say before we move on to the next thing? Yeah, the thing is, like, the Commanders actually have, like, a decent football team. Yeah. Like, on the field. And this is where, like, Chase, their prominent second round overall pick, sorry, second overall pick, Chase Young, stuck at injuries and who might yeah, be, yeah. who might be on the move. But, but like, uh, their offense, you have a you have solid a D-line. Stud number one. You have a stud wide receiver one in Terry McLaurin. Logan Thomas is a good tight end himself. They added uh, Jahan Dotson, who had a pretty good rookie year. Jahan Dotson... Which is another wide receiver. Obviously, you have quarterback issues. You got to figure that out. And consistent uh, running back play. We, we've seen flashes from running Gibson, back play. You got Antonio yeah. Gibson. You got Mexico. Brian Robinson. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. yeah but he honestly played. We got shot in the leg at the uh, in the off season and managed to play like almost a full year. Yeah, but yeah, um, you mentioned running backs. Let's move on to the running backs thing. If you guys missed the last episode, check it out. We do talk about the whole running back issue going on around the league and i guess first off a meeting was made yesterday led by zoom meeting yeah zoom meeting i think it was led by eckler eckler because obviously austin eckler is a big piece of this um we, we didn't mention it much he wanted out first because of that but he didn't get, get traded and he didn't get the contract he wanted and it is a weird situation in that sense because if you're not gonna pay him then why do you hold him with high value? Because clearly the rest of the league is doing the exact same thing the Chargers are doing. So if you're trying to get rid of him and his cap, how the hell are you going to trade him for, like, I want a first-round pick for him, right? The same thing happened with Dolphin Cook. Like he, the reason you're getting rid of him is because of the cap, but you're, you're thinking other teams are, yeah, no, yeah, you could catch a team off guard, for example, but at the same time, it's like, well, the other teams are literally doing the exact same thing you guys are doing. So why are you not just releasing him like Dalvin Cook got released and or just trade him for something like a six-round pick, right? So I, I don't understand that, but big names were included in that meeting. I think Dalvin Cook missed it because he was at his um, um, son's or one of his child's camp or something. Yeah. But like Jonathan Taylor was in there. Derrick Henry was in there. Nick Chubb was in there. Um See, uh, Christian McCaffrey's in there. So, um, yeah, that's the, the update. But how, what, how is this meeting going to really help 
the situation. I don't like, know. Or it's, is it's everybody just the, it's just a position. Like they said themselves, like they're handcuffed, right? Um, uh, in the meeting, Nick Chubb said that like they're in a situation where like if you are producing to the maximum, like your output, like what you're producing is like two thousand yards, right? Next yeah. year, they're gonna be like, okay, you're worn out. Our, I, the owners be like, you're worn out. I can't trust you. Yeah. To be on the field again. Yeah. That's the situation they're in because the more they produce, the more their body gets hit. The more they have to run through people, and it's not like. Uh, like cornerbacks are tackling him. You're like 300 pound D lineman tackling him, basically, right? 250 plus pound D lineman tackling him. Those are big guys, and them absolutely hitting you every time you touch the ball is gonna take a toll on your body, and that is the risk factor of being a running back. It it's just the situation right now. You can't do anything. You yeah, no, but can't. So I, I don't get like, is this meeting really gonna change anything? Is everybody gonna just set out and then prove like, okay, now try to win without us? Yeah, like, like what's, what, what is realistically like? But, you're telling me that Christian McCaffrey, who has a contract, is gonna sit out and get fined, right? It's a different situation with a guy like um, Saquon Barkley, right? It's a different situation with a guy like um, Dalvin Cook. They're free agents, so they they can sit out if they want to, right? Well, Dalvin Cook's a free agent, free agent, so he might be in trouble. But I'm saying like a guy like Saquon Barkley, guy like Josh Jacobs, those guys can afford to do this and then hope that their team doesn't do well. To me. Saquon ha- Saquon Barkley can make the biggest impact. Yeah. Because Jacobs, Raiders were shit, and Jacobs had a good year, right? Yeah. So I don't. There's no impact Jacobs could really make. Tony Pollard, um, could yeah, obviously could affect the the Cowboys because he's like their only running back now. Like that's like up there in a level. Yeah. Because Zeke is not there, but again, Tony Pollard, Dallas is not relying on Tony Pollard. He- as much as they are on, like, you know, just their here's, play, here's, like, to make the playoffs. The thing with Saquon is the Giants made the playoffs because of Saquon Barkley. Yeah, for sure. Saquon Barkley helped Daniel Jones have a good year. Yeah. All right. Every time uh, every time Daniel Jones struggled, it was when Saquon was injured, right? And then Daniel Jones got his contract. Obviously, quarterback makes sense. But then Jones could use his legs as well. So also that's a, that's a le- good combination, right? Combination, right? But Saquon propelled this team because Daniel Jones was yeah. healthy. Daniel Jones was healthy the whole time. Saquon yeah. was it? Saquon has a healthy year and a good year. Propelled this team to a playoff Sa- team. Saquon's got so a to hope. me, Saquon has the biggest impact because if he sits out, oh, and the Giants don't make the playoffs. Hundred percent. Pass catching abilities is also there as yeah. well. If the Giants don't make the playoffs and Saquon sits out, this proves that Giants are nothing without Saquon. Yeah, no. So Saquon's got to hope this Le'Veon Bell shit doesn't happen because Le'Veon Bell sat down. The Steelers were still Steelers still five and hundred record. They had James Conner who had a decent year for them. I'm not saying like he was going off for them. And then Le'Veon Bell's with two years or a year of sitting out went to the Jets and struggled. Right? You could say how bad the Jets are. That doesn't matter to me. Jets still ended up paying him, and they look like idiots for paying a guy that right now, which is what the ownership and the front offices are saying. Like, oh, you don't need to pay a running back, and it sucks that it got it gets proven that you could win a Super Bowl without these guys. Right, it's similar to the goalies in the NHL, where like you don't really need a top tier goalie to win, at least recent memory. I, I Vasilevsky is the only exception right now, but like if you look at Dar, like Vegas fucking won it with five goalies, right? Vegas so won it five goalies. Darcy Kemper wasn't like the stud goalie, right? So if you look at the NFL, like we mentioned, Isaiah Pacheco was a seventh round pick. You got on, you got like 
um, undrafted or late round uh, running backs, either w- going deep into the playoffs or winning, whatever the case may be, right? Like I said, the last one I could think of the top of my head was Marshawn Lynch. That really was an impactful Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl finalist the year after that. Yeah, like he's the upper upper like, echelon guy. Upper like after echelon, that, like the only you, one I could think of is Leonard Fournette for Tampa Bay because. But again, he, again, he was released for a reason. Yeah, I know, but he refound his form, right? Like he was at the still, right time. But then look what happened the year after. Yeah, no, but like but I'm just saying that year he was a big yeah, impact no, of for why sure. Tampa Bay won. Yeah, so he, for me, it's like Saquon Barkley. Better hope to God, because I'm going to allude this to it, because the Giants made two signings. Cole Beasley is a slot receiver. He's reuniting with Brian Dayball. But they made a signing in James Robinson. James Robinson's an undrafted um, free agent. Free, uh, undrafted uh, player. Or player, yeah. Yeah. Funny. Now a free agent. The only reason why he's let go by the um, the Jaguars was because they drafted Travis ATN, right? And the thing with James Robinson was he had a stud rookie year. Like, he yeah, was he arguably was. Roy conversations slash... Um, yeah, like Oroy conversations, and he was like... Uh, he was in a thousand-yard receiver. Exactly. Uh, running back. I mean, running back. <laughs> but <laughs> thousand-yard rushing. So if James Robinson goes off, and let's just say they make the playoffs with James Robinson, and let's say they win one playoff game like last year. Oh, Saquon's, Saquon's Barkley is done. It's done. And it's not just Saquon. John, do, you're going to look win. at Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. You're going to look at uh, DeAndre Swift. You're going to look at... Um, uh, Gus Edwards, all these later, uh, Kenneth Walker eventually, Brees Hall eventually. You're gonna be like, okay, well, look, you are easily replaceable, and that's the part that sucks. We understand there's elite running backs, but again, the body toll, like you were mentioning earlier, is the big issue there. That like, okay, um, that I think they need to do a different CBA just for the running back. That like should not count to the cap to a certain extent because like clearly it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, what can you really do, right? Like, it's the game's the game. Exactly. No, right, it's business, it's right? Just, but, like but, you're trying to get ahead as much as you can, and this is like this is what you put down. Like it's a decision, it's a trade-off, right? To improve your entire roster, you could look down at the running back position. But like, that's my point. Like, like I mentioned to you last episode, would you want your kid or advise a kid to play running back? I would not because yeah, of this situation. Exactly. Not. I'm not even talking about the body harm and all that. I'm talking about just like the security slash. Um, salary that you'll get in the nfl isn't going to be what you deserve right it's like when you're working at an office shop you're doing all this shit that you're working at but they don't value you because you could easily get if you decide to leave they'll just easily replace you with another guy that's essentially that's what this is yeah so you're saying that from experience not really (laughs) (laughs) you're a valuable guy to your office right but okay um yeah, so Saquon better hope that like the Giants struggle in that case. And it sucks to root against your team, but he said to himself, fuck the Giants. If that's the case, I'm not getting what I'm supposed to get. Here's my thing with Jonathan Taylor and the Colts is that like... Ursa pays his guys. Usually. Yeah, Ursa pays his guys. But the thing is, there's a clear difference when like Taylor is on and off the field. The thing with Taylor is, two years in a row, he... Or one year with Phillip Rivers, he helped lead the team to the playoffs. Yeah. And Phillip Rivers wasn't obviously... Um, prime Phil Rivers, yeah. and he almost uh, he basically he, dragged he was Carson MV, Wentz. He was getting MVP shouts, and you yeah. usually don't get that for a yeah. running back. He was he was dragging a Carson Wentz led offense almost to a playoffs that for Carson Wentz fuck up the whole thing. Yeah, basically against the Jaguars. So the thing with Taylor is that like he's it's kind of shown that he could kind of lead his team. Yeah, and uh, him being out last year, obviously our team absolutely shot the bed, but. The thing is, us getting Richardson now, and if Richardson pans out, it's not gonna be a good. It's not gonna be good for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, because you have a running back that could do yeah. both things. Like that's what. The, sorry, quarterback that could do both things, right? Yeah. Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes could run. 
Uh, that's Justin Fields is what you're hoping to be. Jalen Hurts is what you're hoping like, to be. Is it dying? Position dying? No, but like, it's not respected, right? Because the thing is, you still need a running game yeah. to keep the defenses honest, right? Yeah. And when in doubt, you run the ball, basically, yeah. right? And You need to close out the game, and that's the best way to yeah. close out the game. So it's not like pocket quarterbacks where pocket quarterbacks are done. Like you, It's going to be hard to make it as a pocket yeah. quarterback. Like If you're a good running back, you're going to have your stint for the first four or five years of your career. The issue is injuries and then if you can make it to your second contract. Yeah, so let's just close it off with this. Um Two things to close off with. One, to end this conversation. I want to see dominant running back play mixed in with the passing game. Like I mentioned it with like the uh, NBA. It was so much heavily three or layup or a dunk, right? Now, they do the, the that um, mid-range game back. Same thing I'm looking for the NFL. I don't want to see just pass-heavy offenses or straight running either, right? At the end of the day, like pass offenses is what is, what is needed. Dual quarterbacks is what's needed. But, but do you think it's like a cycle? Where, like, old school was running the ball, but now it's going back to pass offense. But then when uh, 20 years down the line, right, or, like, in the future, it could just go back to we, being run dominant again? We need to see, like, some of these top guys, they're not going to pay. Let's just say they're free agents. Let's just say Saquon doesn't sign his uh, tag, right? Jacobs does not sign his tag. Um, Pollard and all these guys, whatever. Um, how good the running game is going to be. Right, if a bunch of like this is a James Robinson's up there, then unfortunately we're in trouble. They're in trouble. It's just like you still need a run game, but you're telling me a guy I'm gonna allude to this now. Melvin Gordon just signed with the Ravens. You think a guy like Melvin Gordon doesn't want money and doesn't want like he needs you need to still pay your for your family, right? Like Saquon can't like ten million dollars is still a lot of money. Yeah. Ask Connor McDavid. He's making twelve million. That's two million yeah. more than a guy like that. Yeah. Right. PD is making seven million, for example, and he's an elite player in the NHL. Melvin, Go- oh, sorry, not Melvin Gordon. Um, Saquon is still going to sign a ten million dollar contract. But the problem is the longevity. That's that's the part where it sucks. But yeah, um, we'll see where this goes. I think it's gonna the conversation's gonna die down. I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. It's nothing. At least gonna happen. Year. It's just the position. You can't. Really- the only thing that's gonna happen is once Saquon confirms he's not playing. If he's not playing. Yeah. But yeah, that that's the name we gotta look out for. And it sucks because Saquon's a guy that has injury issues in the past, right? So that's the problem. But okay. Um, from one football to the next football, European football, soccer, as like we like to call it here at times. Or football. Um, let's start off with the Women's World Cup that's going on right now. And we'll start off with Canada because we're Canadian and we have some Canadian pride that frustrated us. God damn it. Um, um, issue was, obviously, with this team, if you followed it, whoever you followed, Team Canada... Women's soccer. World Cup in general. And then the World Cup in general. The issue with Canada is how they're going to get goals. Right? And that, and they Back four, absolutely incredible. Probably the best in the tournament or but, one of yeah. the best in the tournament. And then... Midfield's decent. Midfield's decent, right? Um, Fleming was definitely a big miss. Yeah. Jesse Fleming is clearly the best player on this team. And, yeah. and it shows that because Christian St. Clair missed a penalty and she's our, yeah, Fleming's and, our penalty taker now. Yeah, but then they lacked the playmaking of Fleming because the thing is, like, you know there's games where, like, you just can't find the final pass. Kanda had the final pass. Tell me about they it. just didn't freaking execute it. Tell me about it because I used to coach your team. Bro, my team was the <laughs> greatest team. <laughs> your team was exactly what you're describing the Canada team. Be realistic though, right? Yeah, like, we just we, couldn't execute really the final d- third. Yeah, so... And like, there's like games where like, okay, the defense just shut down the final pass. Like you genuinely can't get through. Yeah. Right? This time you had it broken down. They, they, you had the spaces. You had freaking Christine Sinclair overhitting through balls. 40-year-old 
Uh, uh, what's another one? Chloe Lacoste, come, Lacoste did well. Lacoste, Lacoste came on, did well, but then she did very well. She did sure. very well, but then there was a two-on-one situation where where she messed it up. Where uh, she decided to take the uh, girl the on, girl on, defender on one-on-one yeah. instead of just playing an early ball across. Uh, Vien, who subbed on herself, who did pretty well again, again. did very well. I had the situation where she just randomly turned around and shot it, but clearly should have laid it off top of the box for a better opportunity. Exactly. Um, yeah, it was just a frustrating game. Can they? Because that always sucks. Because Australia won their game and they're missing their top player, right? Because we don't want to come down to Australia versus Canada as the third game, and Canada has to win. Ireland game's gonna be big. Ireland's gonna do the exact same thing Nigeria did. But um, how much is this? Two factors to it, right? How much is it that? It's the lack of practice because of the whole bullshit going on in Canada soccer is a thing. And how much do you put it on coaching? Because in my opinion, I still think we have a decent front three in terms of talent compared to other countries. Not to top level. I'm just saying like the other countries like Nigeria. But I'm, I'm saying is like Jordan Haidema should be better than she is. Don't get me wrong. Um, Adriana Leon, Jade Rose, VN. How much is it do you think is a coaching factor not to not the style of play that the offense is not going together either? Yeah, because if you think about it, it's kind of like a 4-5-1. And games like this, obviously, I feel like it could be a little bit more more of an attacking structure. Maybe you could have gone a 4-4-2, a double up Yeah, it was 4-2-3-1, but yeah. yeah. It was 4-2-3-1, but like... More defensive. It was like 4-5-1-ish. Yeah, no, like for me, it's but like... Then the, I gotta blame coaching more than the players at times, too, in this case. Yeah, but in this case, the reason why the attacking lacked is that your winger play was absolutely dreadful. Yeah. Right. Until Khalil Lacoste came on. Until, and then Jordan Haidema got moved to the wing. Yeah, until Haidema got moved to wing. Because honestly, Haidema... Up and down game. Nothing... Uh, this is probably the best game I've seen her play. Because her impact before in previous World Cups and Olympics, I did not see her do much. Yeah. And uh, at least this time, she was able to drive the ball up the field. Yeah. Like, whether it be, you know... her Because she had some decent pace. She was able yeah. to take on uh, defenders one-on-one. Yeah. And yes, she wasn't successful all the time, but... At least she made an impact this game. So that's why it's probably the best game I've seen her play for Canada. So, but yeah, but when she moved to the wing and Lacoste came on, it felt a little bit more threatening because uh, we got wingers who were able to win their one-on-ones. Yeah, we, we won. When we had Leon and... Uh, Jade Rose. Jade Rose on, right? It was Rose. Yeah, I'll confirm the name, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Deanne Rose. Oh, one of the Roses is injured, I think. So I think Jade Rose is the one that's injured. But... Whatever they they weren't they weren't dominant enough on the wings. We couldn't create anything from wet. Everything had to be forced through the middle. And obviously, smart defending teams protect their net. They're gonna protect the middle. They're trying Deanne to force Rose. you up. Deanne Rose. It's Deanne Rose, right? Yeah. They're gonna force you out wide, right? Yeah. I think um, it was Jade Riviere probably gonna mix up with that. No, I think there's a Rose that was injured too. That's why. That was her. She came back. No, no, no. Like she that's right before the tournament. Right before oh. the tournament. But yeah, so yeah, Jade Rose. That, there that, was that's no, one that got injured before. Okay, yeah. So there was just winger play was absolutely dreadful in that game. Where now, your dynamic, you're not a dynamic offense because you got to be able to tack down the middle and on the yeah. wet. But they weren't able to do anything on the wet. Doesn't help when Janine Becky's injured too. Even though she struggled in the Olympics, but she's still a threat in my opinion, right? Jesse Fleming. Hopefully, she gets on next game. Just team's not. I was still. Out. I don't think she starts next game either. She didn't play a whole game unless she's fully ready. Unless they're just making. Just, but didn't take any risk and yeah. try to protect her for the next game but this team is clearly it's clear that jesse fleming it's is needed. the is it, needed if they if they want to score goals the other big story is how I, how they pretty much won the olympics they haven't scored an open play for a while they're defensively sound win a penalty and 
score from the penalty, which is Jesse Fleming is the only girl that has done that. Christine St. Clair, unfortunately, couldn't make history to be the first woman to play in six World Cups, which is still insane to say, though. At the end of the day, she's still a legend. She's still the Canadian GOAT um, of soccer, but couldn't hit the penalty. But you know what's crazy? Alex Morgan also missed the penalty. So I was like, what the hell is going on here, right? USA still ended up doing what they needed to do, one 3 nothing, right? And... Yeah, let's move on from Canada soccer quickly. Ireland is obviously lasting. Ireland. When's the game? It's going to be a big game. 5 a.m., buddy. Get ready. When? Like? <laughs> Wednesday. Oh, so yeah. So, we'll be, we'll be we record Wednesday night. So, we'll be watching the game before, essentially. Before I go to work. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, other games, uh, kind of a, a little bit of a surprise. Uh, let me just get the results up here. Uh, no, no big surprises other than like the teams that are handling business are handling business. Um, England barely beat Haiti, which is a little surprising there. South Africa was actually leading on Sweden. I was watching that game yeah, last yeah. night. Um, Netherlands beat Portugal, which is normal. France tied Jamaica. That was a, that was like the only major surprise I saw. Yeah, France dropping points. Yeah. So obviously, I know this is not as tuned in and as then Canada dropping points as well. Exactly. So those are the two biggest like dropping points was the. The two biggest disappointments yeah. of round one of games, basically. All right. So that's the Women's World Cup. Like I said, if you're Canadian or whatever country, support. Hey, if you guys are from another country, so let us know down below what country you're from and if you're supporting them. Yeah. Um, Next news, big news that happened. Kylian Mbappe. PSG has announced that he's no longer on the tour, like part of the tour. So he hasn't left on the tour. He's training with other PSG, yeah, like PSG, um, I guess, rejects. You know, Julian Draxler is a name I haven't heard in a long time, and he's yeah. in that. Because um, they're trying to get him to sign a new contract or or sell him. And to be honest, I agree with it, right? Like, you don't want to let Mbappe go for free. And, like, Mbappe has leverage, but so does PS. Mbappe has more leverage because he could literally leave for free. But they could literally just not play him as well. So I don't know how much Mbappe is going to be like, okay, well... Get me out of here sooner. Get me out thing. of here then because I want to play. The, but that's the only card they have left to play, like, realistically... Yeah. Um, PSG can't genuinely like you can't pay 150 million for like the next big young star to let him go for free. Yeah. Right. Um. Whatever. Wherever he goes, obviously I doubt he's going to Saudi. But like I saw the rumor yeah. that where Saudi's willing to pay one year 400 million just for him to play for one like one year. Just I for think one year. The Messi club Al Halal. Yeah. So. Well, not Messi's club, but Messi's club. Messi's that rumor club. To. Rumor club. Yeah. And then. Yeah, it's the only card they have that to play because you can't let this guy go for free. Genuinely, it's like Otani, you can't let him go for free. Yeah. It's just like anyone's best player, right? Um, You spent a lot of money on him and you need the money back unless you're breaking more FFP rules. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, no, it's an intriguing situation because he obviously... They're doing to, the right thing. There's like, no... There's no it's, not, it's like a, not a surprise rumor that he wants Madrid and Madrid knows that... They could just get Madrid's him playing free. smart, yeah. Yeah, so... And then PSG's PSG were stupid not to accept the 200 million back then. That yeah. was rumored. I don't know how legit it was, but that was rumored. And then they obviously had to overpay for that year. But, yeah, I mean, good on PSG for holding their PSG's stand. PSG's making they, a smart decision. They need to, right? This is something the Angels are not doing, fucking idiots. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, we mentioned Messi. PSG was Messi's former club. Messi made his debut for Inter Milan. And... Miami. He, sorry, Miami. Um, and... Second half came on for the last. Him and Sergio Busquets both were uh, first uh, were subs. Came on in the second half about f you know fifty fifth minute I believe it was, and 
was okay. The, the other team ended up scoring. It was a Leagues Cup, which is the stupidest name I ever heard. But essentially, it's the Liga MX in Mexico and the MLS clubs for, together form a, um, their own like Champions League type of thing. Yeah. Um, but the 93rd minute hits and... So it was a one. In, so it was one zero game, game. Yeah. When Inter Miami leading. Yeah. Messi, Messi subs on and Busquets sub on. They're tied one. They're tied one one, and then you got a free kick in the ninety third minute. minute. Steps up Messi and Messi fashion hits it, <laughs> wins the game in the ninety third minute and stoppage time. So and then, then obviously you got like LeBron in the crowd. Serena Kim Kardashian in the crowd. In the crowd. <laughs> He broke the Kim Kardashian code, curse, curse, right? Yeah, I know. He is truly the goat. Yeah, <laughs> he broke the Drake curse, and I broke the Kardashian curse. Yeah, but um, we mentioned this League's Cup, our local squad, the Whitecaps. Man, what the hell was that PK? Bro, it was a, it was <laughs> so close of going. Uh, there's eleven men to take a PK. The final. Right? So just to let you guys know, the final PK score was sixteen. Like the game was two two. The final PKs were sixteen fifteen for, um. I forgot the team name. I'll check. I'll look it up. But so basically, they went one round of sh- shooting. Yeah. Goalie shot. They both scored. PK is still continuing on, and then you got to a point where round two Club of shooters. Leon. Sorry, Club round Leon. two of shooters. Yeah. And then you got to a point where the goalies could have potentially shot again. You got to like. Yeah. Maybe it. It was funny one or two more rounds more. Whatever. Club Leon, because they went first, scored, Whitecaps matched it. Whatever they missed, Whitecaps matched the miss. So it was, like weird, it was exactly up until the last shot. Yeah. So it exactly went how it was. But yeah, it was like definitely the longest shoot that I watched. Yeah. MLS, whatever. Whatever you want to say about the MLS, their shootouts are goaded. MLS shootouts are actually goaded. <laughs> MLS shootouts are goaded. And then their finals too. Cup finals yeah. or last recent Which was years? part of some of the shootouts, like the Portland Timbers one, I think it was. That was in that the playoffs. That was in yeah. the final. Um, last year's final was insane with the Bale getting a late tire. Late game, uh, game yeah. tying goal and the end of extra time. Exactly. And then eventually winning a shootout yeah. for LAFC. A year before, it was like the New York City FC beating, scoring a game tying goal at the end of normal time and beating, I, forgot, I think it was Portland. Or Atlanta? No, they're the same side, sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Portland and uh, eventually winning the MLS Cup. So, like, yeah. they produce insane finals. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's move on. Guardiola. As we said last time, he was supposed to sign with City. Leipzig's manager comes out and said, nothing is close, nothing is done. So either he's calling Fabrizio Romano calling his bullshit or he's bullshitting himself, yeah. essentially. So I think it's going to get done. It eventually, get done shit eventually. like this gets done. We've seen it with Cucurella last year at Chelsea. So um, I don't think what done. that was, Graham Potter joined that team eventually anyways. Yeah. But a couple of signings that happened today. Welford Zaha finally left Crystal Palace after all these rumored years. And he did the same thing as Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. The difference is Zaha joins Akardi, who's officially announced as well, to Galatasaray in Turkey. So he, he did not jump the Saudi bandwagon like many were doing. He jumped the Turkey bandwagon from a couple of years ago. So Zaha's finally out of the Premier League. Should have been, I think he should have been out of Crystal Palace a while ago and joined like a Tottenham-type team at the minimum. Like a better club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of your favorite, one of your favorite players to watch is no longer in the EPL, St. Maximin. Yeah, that's a little bit one of your favorite players to me. The thing with St. Maximum is like he's so good, but the issue with that he didn't play as much is because he didn't really fit uh, Eddie Howe Eddie Howe system. St. Maximin is just like a one-on-one merchant. Like he is so good one-on-one. But he's jumped on the Saudi bandwagon and he's going there um, to but, replace St. Maximin. 
Newcastle signed Harvey Barnes, which makes sense. He's a very good From player. Leicester City, new, uh, newly relegated Leicester City, which makes sense because we thought him and um, James Madison were going to leave, and they both ended up leaving. Um, yeah, Harvey Barnes is a good signing. Good another, guy, another guy to join, um, this was recently just announced, another guy to join it was... Uh, the Saudi league, Mitrovic is finally gone. Before he was holding out, he Mitrovic should be. There should be agreed uh, agreement of the deal. Um, yeah, so there's that. I think that's it for soccer. I mean, just quickly check if there's anything. Um, Ryan United are now focused on Rasmus Hoyland and Harry Kane. Similar situation to Mbappe. Um, don't sign a contract. I'll leave for free next year. Bayern Munich and Man United are obviously the heaviest linked yeah. teams there. Maybe even Real Madrid, but yeah, um, Real Madrid don't oh, have a striker either. Fulham is gonna replace, um, who did I say, Mitrovic, Mitrovic with Raúl Jiménez. Yeah, he's from Wolves, so he's jumping ship there. Um, yeah, so that's it for the soccer. Nothing that I see here big. Let's go to the MLB. Two things happen. The Otani thing you mentioned earlier. Um, not nothing has been decided yet if they're gonna get rid of him. And the, right now, if they're, doing, if they're looking at doing the opposite of Mbappe PSG situation, then they're stupid. If not, then just trade them. Literally, the trade deadline's in a couple of weeks, August 1st. Um, just trade them already because you know you're not, he's not going to stay. You guys are shitting the bed right now. Mike Trout's usually never healthy. Even when he is healthy, you guys still shit the bed. So there's no reason they shouldn't be first in that division. But when they were both they, healthy... They don't have the pitching. They yeah. generally don't have the pitching. So... That's the Itani update. We'll just see what happens after. Another update is the Blue Jays finally beat the Mariners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, I just saw that. I wasn't going to mention it. But, yeah, um, we already mentioned our whole Mariners. We'll just talk about the whole during the um, All-Star break. But yeah. let's go into the Hall of Fame quickly. It was announced. The inductees were announced a while ago, but they, they got inducted today. Former Blue Jay, Scott Rowland, a guy we watched, but he was more known for the Cardinals. Hall of Famer and Fred McGriff, um, also a Hall of Famer. Don't know much about him. That was before I watched baseball. Question for you, though. How much do you hate the fact that there's a 10-year eligibility? So, for example, if McGillney is in the MLB, he would not be eligible for the Hall yeah, of Famer. Yeah, that sucks, right? Like, why are you having a limit? Because there's going to be a year where, like, you're not going to have many people, like, many stars that inductees right yeah so then there could that'll give room for people like you know that may not have those like decorated careers but like still a lot of it is also that hall of fame worthy a lot career. of it is also because of steroid era so none of those like clemens is officially yeah, out clemens barry is, bonds is officially out who would surprise you to say because he has the most home runs yeah um you know mark mcguire sammy Sosa, and all these guys but like there's some names i'm looking at i'm like because you need a certain first of all you need a certain amount of vote just to be eligible for the next year and then yeah this process then, is so weird it's right? the it's weird, so strict yeah. and like so like and you need like 70% like for example Scott Walker wasn't his last year fellow Canadian yeah. um, Hall of Famer he just got in his 10th year out of eligibility yeah. so it's it's a little weird the but timeline, I don't know I don't like the timeline risk of it I don't know how like this voting stuff like Chris works. Weber from the NBA took a while to get in as well too right yeah. so yeah um, those are the, the uh, congratulations to the Hall of Famers this year um, yeah there are other gonna be I don't know who else is like in the, I, don't, I can't even say it because I thought like guys like Jonathan Papelbon were decent for the, is the Red in? Sox. I think Ortiz is in already. Already, right? Yeah. A-Rod's not going to get in, I think. That's yeah, A-Rod because he got suspended for that. Yeah. I think Big Poppy was like first ballot. Yeah, Big Poppy had to be first ballot. Yeah. Uh, even like with him, people were saying, well, there were situations with Minnesota before he joined. 
Um, Hall of Fame, David Ortiz. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, I so think Jeter's already in too. Mariano Jeter, Rivera. Yeah. So yeah, like, out of the current ones, it's gonna be probably Otani and Trout have to be eventually. But like the old, from the older guys, Pujols. I know he's retired now. He's a ballot first ballot. Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera, who's playing yeah, Molina. Joey Votto's a Hall of Famer, right? He's got to be. Yeah, he he's not gonna be. He's probably. Uh, he might not be, be first ballot, but he attentive. might be. He might be close. He's gonna be a first tier guy probably, right? No, hell no. People uh, are saying that it could be earlier too. Yeah, Joey Votto is like if you look at his. These guys are so random. I, I'm True. not saying like personally. I'm thinking it's gonna be in somewhere in the middle. Obviously, we have the Canadian bias, but like I think it'd be somewhere like four. I was listening to the radio because Halford and Bruff brought on the Cincinnati Reds guy, with, and they were saying like, yeah, he should be in. Like he's I, Hall I of think he's gonna be in a four to six year range. Maybe. Like that's what I think he should Maybe, be. Yeah. But like knowing the MLB, they're gonna push. Joey Votto should be in. Dude mm. won MVP and was one of the cons- most consistent hitters in Major League as well. So yeah, Joey Votto should be in whenever what he was decides the to Canadian, retire. The Canadian catcher, Russell. Joe Mauer. Oh yeah, I don't think he got in. And then there's Justin, Justin Morneau. Morneau. I don't Morneau. think he got in either. Those guys didn't get in. I remember seeing like names that Jimmy Rollins and all these guys yeah. got knocked out. But moving on, um, we got a couple more things. You know, not going to be a long pod today. But Vince Dunn has officially avoided arbitration. And he signed a pretty big contract. Um, four years, $29.4 million, So roughly over seven a year. Great year for Se- uh, Seattle. And they have cap to kill that. They're one of the teams rumored for Eric Carlson because of the cap, right? Yeah. And and obviously Sharks are going to retain like half of the salary. Who knows how much? Yeah, right. Like they're gonna they're gonna have to. In order yeah, to well, we'll get into the Carlson for a second because I do have we have some news on that as well. But Vince Dunn was, you know, I don't know if you knew this. Before we traded for OEL, I believe. And remember how like Seattle came in, the people were trading like for example Nate Schmidt. Um, we could have had Vince Dunn for cheap. Yeah, Vince Dunn. We could have had Vince Dunn for cheap, <laughs> the Canucks. Yeah, and obviously we chose not sure. to. But we just so did, now we look at it, eight million player that we yeah. now is bought out, and we're gonna be Shea Theodore once upon a time. <laughs> Shea Theodore, that was Benning, freaking yeah. Benning. Yeah. So both of these were Benning, but yeah, yeah. So congrats on Vince Dunn. Another arbitration news today: Ilya Samsonov went to arbitration, but you know how we were talking: is it one or the other? With the money, they met in the middle. They met in the middle, so the arbitrators gave it a one-year three point three five. I believe. So he was asking for around four point nine. Four point nine, and Leafs were offering around like two point four. Two point four. So one year three point five five. So yeah, it's weird. Can you just do this all the time? Like the arbitrators, like yeah, middle, next middle, up, middle, middle. Obviously, you have to listen to the case. The, they got a one-year deal done. Leafs got to figure out their goalie situation in general, anyways. After this year, yeah. But um, Eric Carlson, very quickly, um, just came to my head right now. Crosby. And I think Latang, they want him. They want him, right? And I don't know how they're gonna make it work. And if I'm San Jose, don't be fucking stingy with it because just because the year he had, you literally got his value back up before Yo, he you, had no value. He was he had no he was, value. He was untradeable. Like he yeah. was genuinely untradeable until the beginning of the year. Like and the only thing you could have done was uh, buy him out. He was a trade deadline acquisition target because of what he did during the year. Yeah, it made sense because he. The way he played, it was such an incredible year and a resurgence that, like, he refound his prime. Obviously, not on the defensive side, but def- definitely on the offensive side. Yeah. Where he was the best defenseman in the league. Exactly. In those years where Ottawa made it to the conference yeah. finals. Right? And the fact that, obviously, Ottawa's going to give him a big contract, went to San Jose, struggled in San Jose. But now, with Brett Burns gone, he was basically the guy defensively, yeah. right? But then, obviously... He, he wasn't playing up to his contract. It's not like Carlson was like completely garbage. Yeah. But then his I contract. I love Eric Carlson. His contract, Carlson was so good. His contract of like what, 11, 12 million compared to what he's 
playing at that old age, yeah, right, it was gonna be impossible to move until this man decided to pop up for a hundred point season. Yeah, still don't think you deserve the Norris, but um, you deserve the Norris or Ross if that's a thing. But but no, like genuinely, San Jose, you gotta get this deal done in this whole season. Okay, so my question to you quickly: Do you think this is just a blip, or do you think he could kind of not 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 a hundred points, maybe 80, 70 points? We don't know. That's the thing with his age right now, and then his injury history. after injury history, and after how long he finally like popped off again, like yeah. how he used to be doing. You can't take the risk. You got to get this deal done in this off season, no matter what happens. Yeah, right. And at the beginning of the season, first week, say teams hold out, and the first two weeks, this guy gets injured or this guy and he requests a trade too. So. This guy starts shitting the bed again. San Jose's fucked. Yeah, right. So. They got to get this deal done in this off season. Yeah. Pittsburgh rumored Carolina and Carolina likes to finesse like they did with Brent Burns. Um, reunite there <laughs> as well. Um, that Seattle, didn't really work like, I mentioned, well. like we mentioned before, Seattle, um, they have the cap space to do shit as well. So, yeah, if, if I'm San Jose, move him because I personally believe he might not be able to recoup what he did, right? Like, OEL did, had a decent first year with the Canucks and shot the bed the second yeah, no, year. This is like, what I don't think he'll shit the bed. It's not like, yeah, he does. Like, he could shit the bed. We don't know. But if he doesn't shit the bed, he ain't put, putting up 100 oh, points yeah, 100%. again. Right? Like, his value is so high right now, it's not going to... He was a trade deadline acquisition. He literally, like you said, yeah. went from untradeable to a trade deadline acquisition. But San Jose was just being too stingy with it. Yeah. Right? And then Now like, that he requested a trade, you need to get this done. You got to get this done. Because even if he... There's going to be a drop-off. With his age, 100 point as a defenseman, it's kind of difficult to get as a defenseman, right? There's yeah. going to be a drop-off of at least 30, 40 points if he's having a good year, maybe more. Yeah. So his value right now is just so high that like even if he has a good year next year, you're not going to get the same value that you are going to get right exactly. now. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, moving on, last thing. Um, NBA, we didn't really have any quick fires. This is going to be your quick fire. Um just because I, there, we have literally nothing to talk about the NBA. It's like it's the same thing going over and over. James Harden, though, I want to mention this. We didn't mention it last time. His relationship with Daryl Morey is fractured. I don't know how much is this. People are saying it is because Daryl Morey is putting, you know, how Daryl Morey is when he comes with deals. You saw with the Ben Simmons situation that he wants like the perfect deal. Newsflash, Daryl Morey, you ain't getting the Ben Simmons deal because you got James Harden that return with this current James Harden. Outside of the two playoff games that he play, performed well in, he was shit. It was either he was good, goaded, old James Harden back in Houston, or he was utter shit. So, um, he wants Clippers move. Again, it's like the Dame situation. Dame wants Miami. He wants Clippers. Both of them need to smarten up and give a second team in maybe and try to work out a better deal and don't be like assholes. Especially James Harden because every time he's unhappy, he just wants out everywhere. Ever since Houston, right? Near the end. Like, Houston, he was still the key piece of getting Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. You know, okay, fuck that. Now I want to get moved. Uh, okay, well, net situation happened. Okay, now I want to go to Philly. You announced that you want to be a Philly guy. And now you want to leave Joel Embiid, who got married yesterday, and he didn't even show up to his wedding. So, yeah, and he was it's somewhere like, else. It's weird because, like, I don't really blame him. Obviously, like, you blame him a little bit for Houston, but, like, I don't blame him leaving Houston. No, well, I don't blame him yeah. leaving Houston. Don't get me but wrong. Then, but then, compared to, like, you saying, I wanted the Nets or Philly, and you got traded to the Nets. And you're like, yo, I never wanted the Nets. I always wanted Philly. And no. you got traded to Philly. And now you're like, I want It's out just of like Philly. he's being a diva. He's like, I'm unhappy. I'm not getting the touches here. This is why, I, like, as much as people hated the KD move to the Warriors, it was some of the fun basketball you've seen, which is why I think the Suns will do well. Because I feel like those guys are unselfish. Yeah, KD could manage it. KD's done it before. I'm just saying in general. Devin like, Booker wanted this the whole entire time. Unselfish. He's not going to fuck it Bradley up. Beal's not going to be that Beal, type of guy either. Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal knows it's Devin Booker's team. Yeah, so... 
in this case, like, Harden's just being a diva. Like, where he goes to the Clippers, oh, I wasn't getting the ball enough from Kawhi. I, I want to go to, I don't know, fucking, what other good teams out there right now? Yeah. I, I want to join Kyrie again in Dallas. Like, you ain't, like, it's just like, if it's not his way, he wants out instantly. Like, he doesn't even, like, stay there for more than two years at this point. Just, Houston, yeah, I don't blame him too much for leaving, but at the same time, his performances in the playoffs have been dreadful. Like, he's not yeah. been clutch. And, and stuff like that. So, I'm, like I said, I'm all for player movement, but this is a little excessive. At, at this times. is excessive. Um, because, uh, no, he's just being like, a Dame is a different situation because he literally got no help. You actually got the help, you got what you needed. And now the fact that you joined Philly because your boy Daryl Morey is there, and now you're fractured because you want out. I don't know how, what's his beef with Joel Embiid. I don't know if that says more about Joel Embiid because of the Ben Simmons situation. But then clearly, Harden had issues with other people as well. So, uh, you're just being a dickhead. Yeah. It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what the Philly thing is like, Embiid calling out his own team is too. The situation is just not, it's not great right now. Yeah. And then Nick Embiid Nurse also is there said, and Nick Nurse is like, if Embiid wants out, well, I'm back yeah. to square one with the Raptors. Yeah. But and the thing with Embiid is like, and he, why the hell is, he, Embiid might be open to leaving Why too. is Tyree Maxey untouchable? I know he's a great, great player, but he ain't should be like this piece, like he's not this over the top piece like number one option on another team unless you're playing on a bad team yeah bad i mean you could still always see development like tyler could, at least the heat are putting him. tyler hero in trade packages yeah. once upon a time they're like he's untouchable they at least acknowledge that you know what tyler hero could be moved on i mean for I did. if you're telling me damian litter's available and you're not getting rid of you're not getting him because of fucking tyrese maxi that's bullshit like, yeah that's just they're that's not stupid. getting dame anyways I don't no think, i'm just saying in general like if yeah. that's like your reason if that's I'm the not. case yeah uh, tyrese maxi has to be available yeah but then other than that like you obviously would keep Tyrese Maxey over James Harden because yeah. Tyrese Maxey could still develop into that guy. I just and don't... He's, know, yeah. He's taking steps forward each and every year he's been playing. Exactly. But we'll see what happens with Tyrese Maxey. But at this point, I would still... If you want to help Joel Embiid out, you need to move Ty, Might need to and move Joel Tyrese Embiid Maxey. might leave himself. He's like, yo, I don't care if I... I just want to win a championship, whether it be here or anywhere else. Oh, yeah. That's... Okay, yeah. We should mention that a little bit too yeah. with Embiid. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't know why he walked it back by saying, oh, I was trolling. No, there's no way that was no. a troll. Put the pressure on the Sixers to do something. Yeah. Because he's being loyal. PD, like what? PD said, Pedersen said, like, yeah. I want to win. Yeah. He didn't say, I, I don't win. blame. As he much as I know I we're not fans of Embiid because of like the style and the personality on times on the court, but we still acknowledge he's a top five player in the league, right? You want to win. That's your, yeah. that's your goal as a player. That's your dream as a player. Exactly. Right? So putting pressure on, like, you don't have to say, I want to win with your team. Like, I agree with what he said. I'm not against what he Nothing said. Nothing at all. This is where I love the NBA because you have four-year, five-year contracts. NHL needs to fix that up a little bit. But you got eight plus years. Plus the cap stuff, right? So Eight-year contracts. But yeah, um, that that was something. I don't think he said anything wild. Like, how people are like, no, Philly fans are going to be pissed because they're Philly fans, blah, blah, blah. Boo-hoo, fucking figure it out, right? Because you have a, one, you have a generational, not a generational, you have a superstar caliber player on your team right now. So... Make him happy. He's proven it. He's been MVP conversations for three years in a row. Finally won it. Whether he deserves it or not, that's a different argument. But he was considered to be a top three player. But yeah, James uh, Harden, Philly is something to watch out when we get closer to the um, season starting though. But I think that's pretty much it. Let's clo- we should yeah, close, we'll close it, it out, out here. here. Um, you know, once again, make sure you guys check out our MLB video, uh, tier list video, where let us know your thoughts on that video. Um, other than that, uh for this video like comment and subscribe check us out on audio platforms check us out on our socials we post daily shorts um tiktok real instagram reels we love the support we've been getting lately we we've seen a lot of uh, increase in views and likes on those um just hit that follow button you'll get more of those content from us daily as well um other than that we'll catch you guys in the next one
Peace. Peace.